You are listening to Mountain Bike Radio. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Just Riding Along, brought to you by ProGold. Yin's voice, old kit. I was going to say pretty hands, but... I think, I think the show has already been brought to people by my hands before. All in your hands are so pretty, though. That and ProGold again. we got a lot to talk about tonight, so we're going to keep this show on the road. Ha <laughs> ha, just kidding. It's on the radio. And Hey, shut uh, up and drink your beer. That was really bad. Shut I, up just, just stop now. Like, I feel awkward sitting this close to you <laughs> when you say things like that. Thanks, man. So just as an update for anyone who is listening in live, um, no. I, thought you can, ro- I thought you were rotating the potatoes closer on now. No. I saw like a dog hair on your plate. Kenny, Kenny is eating mashed potatoes right now. I'm so, drinking. That's actually a really good idea, I'm thinking, for a restaurant. Like a really high-end restaurant. A mashed potatoes restaurant? Like you're eating, and you know, you're, kind of, you're kind of working on one side of the plate. <laughs> and they realize that, and they, and they rotate your plate for you as you're eating. That would be the next level. Like if they came out, they're like, here, sir. Don't, don't no, they don't need to say anything. No, no, you don't say anything. It's just like hand comes in, and you're just like... Like pre-busting your table? Like how they'll come by and like take a, an empty plate away? Like they'll yeah. just come by and without really saying anything, just kind of turn your plate just a tiny bit? Yeah, man. I'm not going to lie. I went on a business trip, and I had lamb for the first time, and I wasn't sure it was acceptable to pick it up and gnaw on it like ribs. <laughs> and like, the lady was like, is, da, 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 you know, is everything okay? I'm like, yeah. She's like, you going to leave the rest of that? And I'm like, well, I don't know if I should just pick it up. She's like, pick it up and gnaw it. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> And she was probably like a 55-year-old black lady. And she like just shot me straight. And yeah, it was awesome. You can always count on 55-year-old black women to set you straight. Yeah. If you ever need advice. And I was like, okay, cool. So I'm in this nice restaurant, and I'm like, Fucking lamb all over my face. I'm like, yeah, this is amazing. Oh, no, no. Yeah, so. I think it's okay as long as you just hold it with one hand. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I didn't want anything to fly off. I put both hands on it, so. So I had a really, really nice steak dinner one time in a really nice restaurant. We had a big old table of, like, 18-plus people, and they had all the wait staff. Like, you didn't realize they were doing it, but they all got our food out at the exact same time. And at the same freaking time, synchronized, they all, like, put the plates in front of us. And, like, I about peed myself. It was the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it was just, like, I was in there, like, having a conversation with people, and it was, like, kapow. Like, everybody's food was on the table. You didn't see them gathering around, the, like, the outside of the table? I was really drunk. They were, like, <laughs> were they, like, food ninjas? They were food ninjas. Anyway, it was the coolest thing in the world. So I want synchronized plate turning. It has to be synchronized now? Well, yeah, I want... First you wanted plate turning. Now you want synchronized. Well, I'm plate. adding the next level of the next level. So the... You know, it was awesome when they brought the food out, so if they do it while you're eating. Oh, but it'd be really awkward if one person went around your table and turned it yeah, because they'd be at your table for like, be like five Everybody minutes. would be watching them go around, too, like, what's this What's this guy doing? This is so weird. Or what if, like... But if they just, like, go in and just do it, like, everyone's plate gets turned the exact same time. But not everyone's eating yeah, at the same Yeah, I was going to say, what if it was really random where, like, they did it walking by where you... just got to make the call. That's why they're pros. Right, but what if they, <laughs> what if they did it, like, with... I think it'd be even more pro, like... Let's just say instead of coming up and turning your plate, like that was their dedicated task right then. What if they were walking by with like an armload of drinks on a tray and they like lean in and just get it on the way by like, oh, he needed a turn and then go and serve their people and they come back by and like maybe your friend needs a turn. It's like like pre-busting the table. Like when they do that, they don't make a big deal out of it. They just walk by and like grab some stuff off your table. So if they're going to do it, they can't go one person to another. They have to be like sneaky. 
and just do one person, or they got to like do the whole table at the same time. All right, so, cool. Anyway, okay. now that we've established that, that's your tangent. Um, tonight, if you would like to win a, because we love fat bikes so much on just riding along, if you want to win one of these snazzy ride fat, they're giving them away because no one will buy them. Fat bikes are silly. <laughs> if you want one of these ride fat T-shirts, um, you can call in and share your favorite bike. Like the favorite, your favorite bike that you've ever owned or ridden or demoed or whatever. Um, call us up and tell us about it. Um, we will choose a winner at random out of all of the droves of calls that we're about to get at 646-595-4113. Um, so give us a call. And I, as long as I'm looking at the, uh, the studio screen, I might answer in a timely fashion. Um, but, you know, if I don't answer right away, just just let it keep on, like, keeping on. I'll get to it eventually. Um, if you want to follow along on Twitter and tweet to us, um, our Twitter names are Kenny is at no full face Kenny. I thought it was not full face Kenny. Your your name is not full face Kenny, but your handle had to be no full face Kenny because the T, like, some, it wouldn't fit in there. It was too long. Oh, bummer. Yeah. At yeah. some point, are you going to, like, take over that? I guess I could. I've never used Twitter before. Well, you, you are now. The internet and computers scare me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because out of all of us, Kenny knows the most. He knows more about computers than I know about bicycles. So yeah. So not very much. <laughs> oh, walk yeah. into that, ma'am. Wow. Just walk into it. Um, and I am at Brickhouse MTB. Hmm. Man. Matt is. Hmm. Letting that burn settle in? I haven't found any ointment yet. <laughs> Matt needs to put ointment on that burn. Matt is at Beanpole Matt. Um, so oh, now, I'm, now I'm playing pussy with Kenny. That's really weird. Matt and Kenny sit across from each other. We should take a oh, little JRA selfie before. a little bit. We have before. Not right now, though. I've eaten too many potatoes. <laughs> Uh, Tom Parsons just tweeted something to uh, Adam Meyerson, and it's it's just a bunch of like hashtags that say like tweet, wait, ride, eat, sleep, tweet, and like I thought at first it said twerk, and I just had this mental image of Tom Parsons and Adam Meyerson twerking, which is kind of funny if you know what either of them look like. Anyway, let's talk about bikes. Um, so yeah, you can win a t-shirt. Call us. We um, we actually have a cool guest tomorrow at the house here. Um, we have uh, Shayna from Endless Bikes, like the the cogs and the single speed rings. Um, she's gonna be by here tomorrow on so her way out to Single Speed Arizona. Do they make anything else? They do they do cogs and some rings. They do a cool beer koozie and. Uh, they make the Fibonacci spacer kit. Yeah. Which is the it uses the what is it the Fibonacci number. Fibonacci. Fibonacci. Yeah. It's a. Uh, so pretty much the way it works is based on the sizes. It's like one plus two equals three. So then you can use three plus one to get another number, and there's no number you really can't get. And they go from like half millimeter up to like 22 millimeter, and these cute little increments. And you end up with a couple of extras, but it lets you dial your chain line in perfectly to like the half millimeter. Yeah. And it's it's really trick and it's really clean. They come in a bunch of neat colors, um, all kinds of shit that silly single feeders like. So, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not I don't mean that in a degrading way. I mean it's just like 
I mean, colored spacers, really? Who needs that? Well, nobody needs that, but who wants that? Everybody. And so. all of this stuff, like all of the uh, endless stuff, just so happens to match Industry 9 products as well. So all of your your stuff can look really freaking <clears throat> boss. So I read that right there, and I thought it said, blow out ASCOG. <laughs> you can get the older style kick-ass COG on sale for $35 from Endless. Um, and it says blowout kick-ass COG on the website. What size do they have? Um, or what? I'm sorry. Let's see what it else it they doesn't have. matter. I, no, I'm we don't need to shop while people are on the Internet or we, listening. We can they do whatever we want. of... 14, 15, 17, and 25. So people might buy some 17s. I kind of want a 25, I'm not going to lie. You can buy one. There's one in stock. What color is it? Um, They're showing a blue one on the nope. page. Super fail. Can't be blue. Blue anno parts in me are like, blue anodized is like kryptonite for me. Okay. So, oh man, this brings up an awesome story. Since I don't work at a bike shop anymore, I can tell it and not be afraid. I used to work with this guy who was um, an idiot. That's the best way to put it. This guy was an idiot, okay? Uh, he had a Project One Madone from, like, a long time ago. Uh, let's just say that I was employed at this shop. This was four years ago, so this is 2010, 2009, right? This is before Project One was really big. And he had a blue with baby blue... And, like, different shades of blue, Flames, Project One, Madone. And he had Pat blue. I can't remember who that was, either. I don't, either. You don't, you probably don't know him. Okay. He had blue handlebar tape. I remember that bike. And he had blue nipples, and he had blue chainring bolts, and he had blue derailleur bolts. Oh. <laughs> like, he had, like, a couple of hardware pieces for his derailleur were blue, and he had maybe, like, blue brake shoes. Blue tires were definitely part of it. There was just, like, all these different color blues, and more importantly, all these different anodized blues. And it was a Madone, and a Madone was one of the first bicycles that I worked on and can really remember being prominent that was an integrated headset. So it used like a, a Cane Creek upper and lower. And at this time, it was straight one and one eighth, lower, upper, everything. And the top cap options at that time were going to be black or carbon. So he really wanted a blue one. <laughs> there, was, there was a Chris King top cap in there. And his headset didn't work. You couldn't tighten it up. And it like... The headset, you know, the the cap was touching the frame rather than touching the bearing. And his headset, you know, even when it was loose. Oh, so, like, the top, like, the bearing shield was a the, cane. The bearing shield. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the top shield. I thought shield. you meant the top, top cap, like, on top no, of the No, no, no. Just the shield over the bearing under the stem okay. Okay. was Chris King. <laughs> so, you, it wouldn't work, you know, because the, the shield, like, the, yeah. the, the dust cover shield it would bottom out on the frame before it hit the bearing and you couldn't tighten it up and it wouldn't turn even when it was loose because it was touching the frame uh-huh. and he was like really frustrated he was like i was like well this isn't going to work and he was like well fix it and i'm like well you have to use the right top cap 
for this. You can't use a Chris King one with a not Chris King. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, it'll work. You just don't know. I was like, look, it's not going to. And he was like, oh. And that was one of the first dudes I just gave his bike back to him. Like, honestly, it was one of the first times I was just like, well, this isn't going to work. And he was like, well, if you can't fix it, rah, 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 I'll just take it somewhere that can. And I was like, okay. And I remember my boss was like, what was he giving you a hard time about? And I told him, and he was like, that guy. That guy. I can hear Rod saying that, too. <laughs> so, uh, I'm pretty sure, no no exaggeration, he was either a doctor or a dentist. Um, and he really liked blue. And it was <laughs> it was really weird. And not in a neat way, like the Blue Man Group or like, is it Moby that has that song? Uh, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about, though, don't you? No. The I'm blue. Da, 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 oh, da, no, da, I don't think that's That wasn't movie. That was, that's anyways. I hope that wasn't movie. He wasn't cool like that either. He was just really weird. So, No, yeah. different, like, different colored anonymizations. Yeah. It's like you, a little pet peeve of mine. If you are doing a color matched scheme on your bike, you have to use the same color for everything. It also turns out that if you get everything in the world anodized one color on your bike, it's going to look like shit. Yeah. It's going to look like something vomited on your bike. Well, I mean, you even found that out when you had that guy anodize some parts. Yeah, for I you. had some the pivot bolts on my jet. I had them anodized gold, and they turned out kind of like a a matte brown color. I mean, it just they weren't really gold. I mean, they didn't look bad because they were so not gold. They didn't not match the like other. Like if they were yellow, it would look really bad. Yeah, like the the tie bolts that he anodized turned out like yellow gold, and I didn't use those because they were so far off from any of the other gold on the bike. But like the Chris King gold and the gold Hope hubs matched really well, and then the um, those pivot bolts they just they weren't really gold, so they didn't they didn't look you like just didn't an, notice them. Honestly. Yeah, like you, they didn't look like an unmatched set of gold, and they weren't red like. They came originally, so it was cool. Like, they they don't look bad at all. But now of, they're black. There's so. lots of parts you don't need colors. I'm just having flashbacks to one time when I was reading a forum, uh, uh, some thread on MTBR. I think it was show off your single speed or something like that. Or show off your, you know, show off your homebrewed cog setup or something like that. And it led to anodization pictures, and then these some people come into this thread, and I could not believe the like abortions of bikes. <laughs> they were just horrible. Like they would have 19 different colored anodizations on their bike. Like it'd be like bunch of crap like anodized red. Like they have like the rear hub and rear brake caliper like red, and then like the front hub oh, and the front brake caliper blue, and then like a purple chain ring. And it looked like, you know, 1991 vomited on their bike. <laughs> you know, I mean, horrible. there's little things, I guess, that would... And people, like, get really excited about it. And people pay big bucks. and They, like, send oh. parts off to have them anodized just to get this... I mean, oh. you weren't really... Sat- the, the guy did, did it for you, but you weren't really mm-hmm. satisfied with it. I don't think you would have been happy had you paid for that service. No, if I had paid for it. And actually, if I had paid for it, I think he would have... Like, he even offered, even though, like, I traded him the, that old bike and some money. Ryan, Ryan's dad's old bike that really wasn't worth anything. Um, 
you know, so like I traded him that bike and and he paid me some money and anodized the parts for me. And uh, he was not happy with it. And I was like, well, you know, it just, it, it doesn't look bad. You just don't really notice it. So I'm yeah. going to just roll with it. But he actually offered to buy another set of pivots <clears throat> for me if I didn't like them that much. So, yeah, it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. And I don't know. Just, yeah. <laughs> Be There's, careful. Yeah. You can overdo it. And, and just because they make a part in an anodized color doesn't mean you should buy it. <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, like, there's only a couple of places that you should really have stuff. And, I mean, if you have, like, like on Andrea's jet, she has the hubs, the headset, and the collar. And that's just... That's really about all you want to do. Yeah. If you do any more than that, it starts looking just weird. It, and looks, did, it looks wrong. I had the gold uh, Nocon on there, and that looked good. It just didn't work that well for yeah. my bike because it wasn't forerun. But, no, that's a pretty good rule of thumb. Like... Yeah, headset, hubs, a collar here and there, a bolt here or there. And, and it should don't go, don't do anything else. I think My a, uh, water bottle cage bolts. Well, those <laughs> don't count. But there's a lot of functionality you can lose, like chainring bolts. You do, don't use anodized, anodized aluminum chainring bolts. They're they just, will they will explode into a million pieces in the middle of your hundred mile race, and you're going to be so pissed off. And uh, uh, spoke nipples. Spoke nipples. Don't use anodized spoke nipples. Don't use um. God, there was something else I was thinking about when you said spoke nipples. Uh, Chainery bolts, spoke nipples. What else would you mean? Oh, the top cap bolt for your stem should not be an aluminum anodized bolt. That should be steel. You should use a steel one right there. You're going to sweat into it a bunch. I use tie, bro. Yeah, you got to use some tie. Well, I don't have tie. Boom. <laughs> okay, but still. I'll give you a tie. I've got, I hoard tie bolts. Well, I need two of them. Like a hoarder. Cause I have like a hoarder. Kenny hoards things like a hoarder. I have two bike, two mountain bikes that need one, and I can't have one without the other. That's the new the rule. The problem is the they are T25s because they're off of Avid brakes. Well, that's fine. My multi tool has a T25. Some of my brake hardware is tie. On my on one bike is tie. So I already have to carry a T25. So every time I take my fork off my bike, which is very frequently as of late, <laughs> I smile when I take that tie bolt off, and it's all clean and and shiny. <laughs> but it's definitely not anodized aluminum, which is... No, it is not. So, yeah, that's just, you know... I mean, don't use uh, anodized aluminum brake rotor bolts, because you will die. Oh, God. Oh, man. I don't think and you don't should use anything but steel brake rotor bolts. Don't also only use three bolts in your brake rotors. That is not acceptable. I, I, say I ran across one of those. I say only use steel rotor bolts. I don't even like tie ones because I've had them more than a couple of times. I've had tie ones seize up inside the, the hub. They, they can be sketchy, yes. They're really sketchy. So I don't unless like... once a week you're going to go through and like break loose and retighten all of your rotor bolts, then just use the steel ones. I think sometimes I get them mixed up. I think it's that tie is really cranky when it's in aluminum. Yes. Yeah. I think it likes to get two funky things. Yes. And also, I think T25s are a lot more likely to strip out than Allen's. They are. Yeah. It's the stupidest. I don't know who the fuck thought that was a good idea. And there's some dude that made Torx wrenches that's now, like, wanking off with a handful of $100 bills. And, like, <laughs> everyone else is just, like, somehow living in this fantasy land. Like, they're so shallow. Well, the T25... And the tools break easily. Yeah, the T25, it was the progression was... They had flatheads, and those were retarded. And then they did Phillips heads, and that was like in 1741. <laughs> and then in 1742, they came out with the T25. I'm serious. You can look it up. It's on Wikipedia. 
1742, they came out with the T25. And it was an improvement Are you serious? on the Phillips head. Is that like a real number? Uh, you can look it up. It, it might be right. I don't know. <laughs> I read a lot of Wikipedia. I don't know if that's, if that's actually true. But anyway, T25 came out like right after Phillips head. And it was an improvement because Phillips head also kind of sucks. But Allens were after T25s. So Avid took another step backwards when they started using. They did. They did. So they went from using uh, they went from using perfectly good Allens to back down to T25s, and then they went from using like rubber seals and brakes to using like foam foam rice cake. I guess yeah. yeah. Use rice cake. Um, Faberge eggs. Yeah. Shells from Faberge eggs. So um, um, recycled paper towels, maybe. <laughs> old toilet paper. Yeah. Uh, so, used toilet paper. And that doesn't work. It turns out. Um, that would only work if they well. Yeah. We're going major tangent. We're talking about bike stuff, which is impressive, but. Um, well, I think the take-home message there was um, don't do anything dumb, and if you do it, <laughs> don't, don't do anything dumb. That's the take-home message of our show is don't do anything dumb. Yeah. I um, tell people that on a daily basis, and it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> It'll definitely yeah. work for our listeners. Hey, Kenny, what should I do with this bike? Don't do anything dumb. <laughs> and that's definitely something dumb. And I'm always um, let down. Kenny will, be, Kenny will be impressed to know that on Saturday night, was that Saturday night? No, that was Friday night. Saturday. What? I don't know what day it was. Shit. I don't even know what day it is now. My. Monday. Uh, I, I was meaning to ask. Okay. Um, I put a suspension fork on my geared bike. So I put the lightest wheels and the suspension fork onto my geared bike. So is that? I know you've had a suspension fork on one of your cars. Was that the first time you had it on that particular car? Really? Crave or whatever. Really funny story. Well, that's actually a carb. That was a closeout. So they're they're both carbs. Oh, okay. Which makes me really happy because having a carb and a crave would have been a little weird. Um, but uh, that was I realized on Sunday that was the first time I'd ridden that bicycle with both a suspension fork and aluminum wheels. Gotcha. So, um, I like it. it it's pretty nice. Um, I like the... I don't know how much of that was the suspension fork, how much of it was the Icon tire, and how much of it was the Crest rim. Um, I don't think the tire had a lot to do with it because I've already been running a 2.3 on my other wheel. Um, a Captain, though. But, uh, yeah, it rode a little bit nicer. Um, obviously suspension is nice and I get that uh, it just rides so much different it, it's kind of hard to get used to and uh, that cable actuated lever lockout I really like being able to lock my fork out but I just got to find something that's better the, the I have yet to find any manufacturers cable actuated lockout that actually works well it works it's just so no like it'll be grainy or like it won't catch sometimes and it just does funny crap that's not even what I'm worried. It's just the ergonomics of it are terrible. Oh, really? Yeah. It's you should get that push lock damper. Push lock damper? Yeah. Or the, whatever, the X lock? Yeah, X lock. I don't want that. I don't want that either. Why not? Because your fork fails in the locked out position. But your fork doesn't usually fail. It, that, I'm just not going to deal with that. I'm just. <laughs> if anyone's fork is going to fail in an extreme situation, it would be mine, and I didn't have a problem with it. 
If anyone's going to rage quit suspension because they need to bleed their stupid fucking lockout lever, it's going to be me, so I'm just not going to deal with it. I mean, I'm just calling it the right now. The only time I've seen a problem with that was with Anthony Park's bike, and he has problems with everything. I was just... I, was just, <laughs> I mean, it's an eBay bike, so there's no telling what's wrong with it. So... I was JRA Saturday, and my fork exploded. Well, I'm just... I don't know. I'm just... Uh, I have one lever I'd like to try, and I'm, I'm probably going to try it and see if the pull ratio is correct and, and go from there. So I was on the trainer. Well, you're lying. You don't ride the trainer. You don't even have a trainer. And the fork blew up. 29ers don't work on trainers. That's what I'm going to tell. Can we go to a listener? That's what I'm going to tell the manufacturer when I call them. Kenny, we'll, we'll, tell, we'll talk about your fork. Because I'm going to see if I can get him to laugh. They probably will. I have a whole other story with that. I probably shouldn't share it, though, because it's actually not smart to share that. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, no. We won't we'll talk that. about that tonight, yeah. later. All right. Um, listener question. Let's talk about the listener question that we got um, <laughs> yesterday from Ben. Well, Ben forwarded it to us. Someone went to the form on the website, on the Just, or whatever, the Just Riding Along website on Mountain Bike Radio. Um, this person, this is Travis Braun says, hi, this is for the Just Riding Along gang. I own an Ibis Mojo SL Special Blend build. I'm the, sorry. The specs are as follows. A fork is the X-Fusion Velvet RLX. Mm-hmm. Mm. I did All velvet up in that joint. Mm. I did pull that up. Um, well, this is the RL2. I don't know what an RLX is because it's not actually on their website. Maybe it's OE only? I don't yeah. know. But it looks like all of these velvet forks are an aluminum stanchion. Can you click on specs? I want to see how much that joker weighs. Uh, weight in pounds? Weight in grams. 1724? With, with a 9mm axle and a 1.8 steer, yeah. It's yeah. a little on the heavy she, side. She's a, she's a little bit of a big girl. Uh, the 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 lower end one is eighteen fourteen, so getting a little okay. heavier there. Yeah. Um, air spring on all of these, it looks like. We're just trying to get an idea for what it is he has because none of us are really familiar with. So I I just took a quick glance at those specs, and it seems to be there's nothing really bad about the bike. It's that there's nothing that's really light about the bike outside the frame. So. That's the that's the problem, and you know I mean it's it's a super super budget build, and that's why they get away with it because there's not you can't just replace this one part and save a pound. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, that's that gets. I, I beg to differ. Well, the wheels. And <laughs> with one. this budget, I was going to actually offer something that I heard from one of our customers a long time ago, and that would be the biggest weight saving, easiest to later piece together, best upgrade. Single hit, $300 item, but keep going. Okay. What is it? Uh, a ZTR arch or crest rear wheel. Oh, absolutely, yeah. That would be the best, lightest upgrade he could make so to that bike. So how much money does he have to spend? He has uh, around $300. Got, okay, got so Trace Benjamin. Let's, let me run through the rest of the Can that include bills. selling the previous part? No. I'm going to say it does. No, because he commutes on it daily, so he can't. he only has $300, so he can't sell a part and then buy a part. He needs to buy a part and then have spare parts. So. He says, yeah, he says, I use it for commuting almost year-round. Well, it sounds like the not almost part of his year-round, he needs to 
sell his wheels. Yeah, if you could sell the wheels. Uh, Th- those wheels are killing you. Those, yeah. those cross rides are, are heifers. Yeah, get that. Uh, yeah, get that that GTR wheel set. I mean, that what's the retail on that around six hundred? No, that's that's like double. It, it's like five no, five no, sixty no, no. five eighty. You didn't listen to that. Get the rear wheel. Yeah, the just rear the wheel will make just the, the rear wheel. Okay. It's going to have better. It's going to be a lighter, a lot lighter hub. It's going to be better engagement. It's going to be a lot lighter rim, a lot nicer build, and it's going to be and a it's great also tubeless and a great platform to launch from. Is yeah, true? To my knowledge, true. even the most recent cross rides are still not tubeless. Okay, well, yeah, there you go. Um, replace your rear wheel with a no-tubes ZTR wheel. Yeah. Um, depending on your size and use, you know, if you're like a if you're a little guy, um, you could go with the Crest and go super light. If you are, you know, a a big guy and you know you 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 get off the ground every now and then, you should probably go with the Flow. Yeah, um, I mean, most, I would really the be, arch is unless, you're over, unless you're over 200 pounds on a, that bike, especially being a 26er, I don't think you'd have a problem, um, I don't think you'd have a problem doing arches. Arches should be perfect. Yeah, arches are pretty much a good all-around for everyone, even if you're a bigger guy. If you're mostly commuting and riding the trail every other weekend, I think you're going to be okay, you know, with an arch. It's the freaking weekend, baby, I'm about to hug me some jumps, jumps. You could also spend three hundred dollars replacing the bar stem and seat post. Yep. Um, yep. Because it's like the OEM. That Ibis stuff is not horrible. At least some of the ones I've seen, they may have different versions of their mm-hmm. Ibis like house brand stuff. But yeah, yeah, it, that's a pretty easy way to do it. Because yeah, a bar is going to be about hundred bucks. Post hundred bucks. Stem hundred bucks. Well, I guess the carbon bar will be. Just a little bit more. Than yeah, that. it's a little more, and the stem is a little less. Like if you're talking yeah, about like a true. Thompson stem and a seat post, same thing. Like a Thompson stem and seat post, <laughs> and then a carbon bar. Um, that'd be another thing you'd probably save about the same amount of weight as replacing the rear wheel. What are you laughing at, Matt? Matt's giggling over there and looking at his phone. He does this all the time. I keep going. <laughs> uh, as far as the components, I don't. I mean, I guess you could get new brakes. Yeah, there's not like that one thing, though. And the problem with yeah. the brakes is you're actually going to spend a lot of money, and they're not going to be significantly lighter. Yeah. The, the thing about the SRAM stuff is they're really light. I mean, you're going to die riding them, but they're really <laughs> light. Uh, so I guess that's good. Everything else is kind of like an SLX Shimano level everything. Yeah, and unless you have to have that Nevigol on the front, you need to get rid of that because that's a really heavy tire. Yeah, the Nevigol is a little... A little heavy. Uh, at least replace your rear tire with something a little lighter. I, I don't think I disagree with the Nevigol on the front. No, it's not. It's not uh, a bad tire. It's a very grippy tire, and depending on where you live, yeah. it makes a lot. For commuting, it's probably it's a little much. What are you doing over there? I just tweeted something in a way I'd never done it before, so it made noise. Okay. Um, like directly out of my photo library and it made that like foghorn noise like a fucking loser. <laughs> yeah, so you could probably go with a faster rolling, lighter weight rear tire. Like if you did change that, that rear wheel, go ahead and change out that tire. Uh, make it tubeless and uh, go with that. Yeah. But yeah, like Kenny said, there's nothing that you can just like be like, oh, I'm going to change this one thing and save three pounds. But yeah. the, the best thing would be to right now sounds like the takeaway is to start by getting that ZTR wheel for the rear 
And then the next time you have some money, get that VCR wheel for the front. Yeah. And then the next time you have some money, buy yourself. Bar stem and seat post. I was going to say bar and stem. And then the next time you have some money, get yourself a seat post and a seat. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if the seat on there is what he really likes or not, but there's a chance it's very stock, very basic. Not necessarily lightness, but just comfortable. I mean, it's true. And some of those, like, steel rail saddles are just heavy, heavy, heavy. He says it's, a, it's an Ibis saddle, so. It, it could be really, really, really heavy. I mean, I've seen 350-plus gram seats. Oh, he's easy. already, he says on here he weighs 185 and it's 5.9. Okay. Yeah, so, so yeah, the arches arch wheel, would be perfect. Yeah, the arch wheel would be good. Oh. It's also two years old. That's not that old, but he lives in Canada. Hey. Hey. Of course, we had to make that joke. I'm sure he's never heard it before. I wonder <laughs> if no American has ever made fun of him saying "hey." I wonder if in America, in Canada, you have to buy American bacon. <laughs> what did they label? Canadian bacon, Canadian bacon. Do they label like little circles of ham as just bacon? And, and then, then strips the of ham. strips of like pork belly cut into slices is that American, American bacon. bacon. <laughs> if you're listening, um, sorry, what was his name? Uh, Travis Braun, if you are listening or if you want to just email us back or hit us up on the Mountain Bike Radio Facebook page or on one of our Twitter handles, if you want to clear up that whole American bacon, Canadian bacon thing, um, we would really appreciate that. Or anyone else listening along in Canada. That would be cool. <clears> hey. <throat> okay. Um, we had also a question on the Facebook page. If you guys are ready to move on. Sure. Okay. Um, let me get to that page. I have 500 windows open right now. Okay. Michael Frey commented on the post that Ben put up about how you can win a t-shirt. Um, he says, I think he mentioned on a recent show, but don't remember which one, need an opinion for a bottle cage. Wanting to get away from hydration packs on shorter races and go bottles. There always seems to be one place in the trail that is littered with full bottles, like some creek crossing water bars. Are side access cages better or standard king style cages? Uh, work fine if you take the time to tweak the cage and keep everything high and tight. Thanks. That's stupid. Thanks, and don't let Matt say the F-bomb before me. Fuck. All right. Well, <laughs> I would like to start because I'm going to give the most boring answer ever. Okay. Um, I've tried using... At one point, I, I was really going for this really, like, big panache thing. I wanted, like, lots of panache on my road bike. I wanted this great style. And I wanted my bike to have a lot of metal parts on it. I ride a, a Cannondale Cad 10, so an aluminum bike. I already think I'm kind of a, an underdog. I went on a group ride the other day, and uh, I was one of two or three people on metal bicycles and one of two people on metal wheels. Everyone else was on carbon bikes, carbon wheels, and one of the guys on an aluminum bike had carbon wheels. So, um, no, I'm sorry, that's backwards. One dude on carbon bike had aluminum wheels every the dude on the steel bike had aluminum campy wheels god i'll bet he was so poor <laughs> the dude on metal and metal yeah he's riding a custom vanilla with record 11 god. oh my god what a chump yeah that is not, that is and, totally uh, not a chump. the uh 
you know, I really wanted metal on my bike, like, it, just for the simple fact of, like, to be a little bit different, to be a little bit, you know, neat. And um, I found out that the Elite Stainless QC, or whatever it is, yeah, the C-I-U-S-S-I, and, like, people, like, you always see them racing those in Paris-Roubaix and stuff. Like, I hit a little bump that didn't hurt my taint, and, like, I lost a bottle. And, like, on another ride, I lost a bottle. And I bent the shit out of them, and I kept losing bottles. So I put... A really good cage back on and um, it is the uh, profile designs makes a cage called the cage k-a-g-e and it's plastic and they retail for like nine dollars is the cheapest bottle cage you can possibly buy that's not the like four dollar aluminum one that's like yeah so don't just don't buy the five dollar aluminum ones because they are not great but they destroy your bottles and it's going to they're going to they destroy bottles. them they just scratch them up real bad and I've raced with that profile design cage. Uh, I had that on a, I had it on my car, and I did all my racing on that this year. So sorry, I, I missed it. It's a plastic cage. Plastic. Does yeah. it have like like rubber keeper kind of thing? It has a plastic? it has a rubber band that goes around the upper squeezers. Mm-hmm. It's round. Like, yeah. The whole thing is. is it's I know what round. you're talking about. Yeah. And it doesn't. And I have two of them that the rubber band is broken off of, and it doesn't affect it at all. There's just so much surface area, and it's already, like, molded a little bit small Mm -hmm. that it just grips. And I've never lost a bottle, and I think that that's the best way to go. I mean, the Arundel Arundel side cages and all their cages are great, but they're $60 a piece. So I'll put in in my my two cents here. I have been running the Arundel side loaders. And they are awesome. They're they're silly expensive, but for what it's worth, they're awesome. So yeah, that's what I think. Kenny, Kenny got that idea from me. I did. I did. I've lost <laughs> one. I lost one bottle, and I almost died. Like yeah, I hit the gnarliest pothole on the road bike. And if I wasn't for whatever reason like really gripping my hoods hard, I would have gone down. Like there's no other way around it. Like I hit so hard that like I actually. You know, like, uh, like sound went out of my head for a second. Like it was, <laughs> like, it was like someone. No, punched, I know it was like talking. someone punched me in the face. Like it was just boom, and I, you know. Did you flat? Yeah. So you hit this one tire or two? Front. And Front I, only. I bent the rim, flatted, um, and the bottle exploded out of the bike. What the fuck were you looking at besides the road? I was drafting someone. What were they looking at besides the road? Did you beat the shit out of that person? <laughs> that because, really, like... Okay, no, no, so because good. if someone drug me into a hole like that, I would want to beat the shit out of I them. I was really mad. Yeah, you should be. And, like, I, won't, that I, and like, I won't name names, but it was Jeff Massey. <laughs> <laughs> that is... I hate that shit. Yeah, yeah. It, it was tough, though. I mean, it was one of those rides... We were meeting up for the really early... Tuesday, Thursday morning ride, and it was. Well, you're an idiot. And it was dark out. Well, you're an idiot. And we had lights on. Dude, y'all have like a million fucking kilowatts of light. We had we had real lights on, but still, like my light just lit up his ass, so that doesn't really help me much. (laughs) Wait, wait, did it did it illuminate his rear or did it light up his ass? That's what I really need to know. Were you looking inside of Jeff's like rectum? It was it was his back. But anyway. Uh, long story short is for me, the Arundel cages did really well. So, and I, I mountain bike with them and I run those big old camelback bottles. Like the podium like, chill, yeah, the 22 old, like, ounce. It was like the 25 ounce insulated yeah. thing. Like they're so long, it doesn't fit in my frame. 
Like in my medium jet frame, I have to it, like touches the top tube. That's what she said. Yeah. That's what she said. Yeah, and I I have a similar, and that that's funny you mentioned that um, about getting. I call colors? it the possum surprise. Are there any colors? Um, no, we don't have any colors. I call it the possum surprise, and I'll tell that story after I tell my first story, and that is that uh, when I was. Um, pursuing my pro-ish road bike career. I was at a team camp and whoever was first in line went like maybe three inches next to a gigantic chunk of concrete. I mean, it was like a chunk of concrete the size of a basketball and he barely missed it and then I hit it and it flatted both. It almost wrecked me. And since we were in like a tight pace line going 25, some, you know, 25 to 30 miles an hour, almost wrecked like four or five other people and flatted both of my tires. And I think the team manager at least hit him once, like punched him in the head or something with his helmet on. So I don't think it really hurt him, but he, he made physical contact with him and like yelled at him a lot about how stupid that was and, and, and how... Yeah, he shouldn't do that. And you know, I get yeah, so it. So common sense. If you're out in front, you're kind of responsible for the guy behind you. And, and here's something that happened to me on a group ride. I know this is this is just riding along. It's not called like mountain biking along. So this is I think this is necessary because a lot of people get this wrong, and it drives me bonkers. I was on a and I see this all the time. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Bob. Okay, look. Number one, shut up. Keep your hands <laughs> on the. If the hole is so so not important that you have your hand off the bars, shut up, put your hand back on the bars. I need you to look 20 feet further up the road, and we need to just, like, think about a, like, eel in the ocean, how he just, like... Yeah, what's so funny is you, if you just see the guy in front of you make a, make a, make a smooth motion, but a very... A, direct motion? A dedicated, yes. a, a, he, a direct... It's very obvious he's not just swaying, that he is moving mm-hmm. but not just like flailing then you usually follow him because you're probably he's probably avoiding something right and if it starts with little things like taking maybe the best line onto the bridge missing this piece of like this big clump of gravel like you know gravel at the end of a driveway and then you're like missing holes and then if that person's still doing that but says hole you're like oh fuck because you get up there and there's like a large section of pavement missing but I went on a ride with some people, and they were yelling and yelling. Yeah, and I don't yelling. like when people yell because it, it's just gibberish. Because when I'll yell gibberish too, because I think it's really funny. Because <laughs> like they'll they'll be like oh blah blah, and then like he gets lost in the train behind. So like the guy in front of me will yell something, and I just go like blah blah blah. Because <laughs> that's basically what they mean. But the the thing that I really want to get across is they were yelling hole for stuff like sewer ma- like sewer caps, and then water mains. And then we got to a spot where, no joke, it was like three 17-inch laptop-sized spaces were missing from the pavement, and they still yelled hole. And it was a spot that was probably like 16 inches They're across. They're crying holes over and over. Yeah, and like it was like <laughs> from the white line, like 20 to 30 inches out, and no joke, four inches deep. Yeah. Like the city crew had cut a rectangle out yeah. of the side there, and they have been yelling hole. And I almost fucking plow into it. I wasted all of my F-bombs. I almost <laughs> plow into it because they've been yelling hole for stuff that I just want to run through. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you got it and you can't do that. Like, you just, you know what I mean? It's just... The long story short is if the guy in the front's doing the right job, he shouldn't have to be hollering all the time. You just, no. You just follow what he's doing and everything's going to be gravy. And, yeah, it's, it's really, really entertaining to see that because 
people are like nervous squirrels on road bikes sometimes. All the time. I like to give people the surprise sometimes. It's really fun if, if you see something and like you're second in line and you just bunny hop it. <laughs> don't, don't, Kenny, don't do that. No. That would also deserve a beating in the head. Yeah, I would. I, I, yeah, a guy did that at a race, and I really like did not like it. It was the very beginning of Rouge Bay. Yeah. There was a dead possum in the road, and he like suddenly swerved out from where he was towards me just so he could bunny hop over it and go back in line. And I was like, oh, if this guy had taken me down bunny hopping a possum that wasn't in his way, oh my god, I would have just. Uh, it would have been awful. See, the possum, I was going to tell the possum surprise story. One time, <laughs> one time Matt was driving behind me, and we were we were going from Memphis to Mountain View, Arkansas, and there's oh my this, God. this one stretch of highway, it's Highway 64, which out west, Highway 64, like US 64 is a lot like cooler looking than it is in Arkansas. It's <laughs> like flat, and you can see for five miles at a time. And there's dead possums and broken down lawnmowers and trailer houses. Yeah, pretty much. And so we're driving along, and the speed limit's like 55, so we're clipping along about 60. Eight. And, <laughs> and all of a sudden, I was like, shit, there's a possum. And I'm driving straight for it, and Matt is, like, drafting me in his Ford Focus. And so <laughs> at the last second, I swerved. Like right in front of the possum, and he just ran it over. <laughs> and he was like, he called me, and he's like, "What the fuck?" And I go, "Possum surprise." <laughs> I mean, like we're clipping along, and like you hit it a little bit. I, this, I barely clipped it because I this, swerved so close. <laughs> this possum, she hits this possum, and it like flips up and bounces off of a bike rack, and then like here I am, my car, I'm just like, well. <laughs> so nasty. So did it hit like squaw in the middle of your grill, or did you run it over? No, I like ran it over, but it like oh, okay. it definitely squaw. like <laughs> yeah, it definitely like thump 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 under my car. Squaw through his car. And, oh. Yeah. So so don't the take home message there is don't possum surprise your friends when you are riding bikes together. Oh, funny stuff. But if you're in your car, definitely possum surprise your friends. Yeah. Oh man, what were we talking about before that? Oh yeah, the bottle cages. Um, so. Yeah, so I posted on the Mountain Bike Radio Facebook page um, the two bottle cages that we recommended, the Profile Design Cage, if you want to go with an inexpensive option. And if you're just getting into bottles, that's probably the if yeah. you want to dabble in bottles. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that cage other than it is not a sexy cage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's really the only thing that... It gives you street cred. People think you've been around a lot longer. Yeah, it looks like it came off of a 1994 TT bike. It hasn't changed since 1994. Yeah, it hasn't. Like, they invented that cage, and they just... They're that like, was the is, first non-aluminum cage. So that cage was, like, God for a long time. Because oh, yeah. it was the first cage that didn't draw bottles. So, mm-hmm. OG, bottle holder. Holding it down. Ugh. I mean, I've heard I've heard good things about the King Cage. Not the same. Not the same. It's not Chris King. It's just King Cage. I mean, I've heard good stuff about those, but expensive. Yeah, if you're gonna spend that much money, get that side loader because that's. And I my my situation. The one time I've had a drop bottle was similar to Matt's, where it was at Transylvania. Kenny's. Oh, Kenny. Sorry. It was at Transylvania last year, and I was going down like. 
the most heinous washboard you've ever gone down because I was chasing Sue. Imagine how fast Sue Haywood would go down a gravel road. That's how fast we were going. And I hit like a pothole in some washboard and a bottle popped out. Boop. Yep. So that's the only time I've lost a bottle out of one of those was going ludicrous speed <laughs> down a gravel road. I was like in full clinch mode too. I was like, oh God, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And then, Fucker. Yeah. Uh, what else can we talk about? We had a listener update. Let me uh, open up that message on my Facebook page from Drew Muldowney. Remember, he is the guy that we talked about uh, bike handling tips. Um, you gave him the advice to do like some practice in a in a parking lot. Yep. He says, um, and I'm I'm just like skipping through his um, skipping through his message a Skip little bit. Skipping through the part where he says that dreamy, awesome body. <laughs> he doesn't actually say that. But he does say, you three are awesome. Same difference. I've already put in time at Matt's suggestion in a parking lot, jumping off and hopping onto shit. I've done, I've started doing about 30 minutes of it before every road ride, too. What up? Yeah. To work. Mm-hmm. Um, you want my, my, one of my crackers, man? I don't want none of your crackers. You crackers. Have one if you want. <laughs> um, but yeah, my, uh, Drew Muldowney was very happy with the advice that we gave him. Second one ever. <laughs> was that our, our second one? Oh, wait. Uh, no, that, second person that we've ever helped. Oh, okay. Yeah, probably. Oh, no, you know, Benjamin Wendorf, our super fan, um, he posted a picture of his one-by setup. He put a wolf tooth components chain ring on his XTR crank. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, but that previous uh, listener that had the question about bottle cages, he also sent some advice to Matt uh, about his hands. Matt had said to keep your, or he, he was looking for help, like his hands are really like dry and cracked, like wintertime style. And, uh, They're just nasty. Uh, so at my work, I, I deal a little bit with uh, some, some uh, vinyl products a little bit. And that stuff really dries your hands out for whatever reason. And so does uh, the the rubbing alcohol that we use is uh, like eighty like, percent. Uh, no, it's like ninety five percent. Okay. Um, and it it really will dry your hands out. And I've actually found that um, cuties do the same thing too, like those little oranges. Yeah. The hand I peel oranges with is worse at the end of the day. <laughs> um, you should peel oranges with both hands. Well, um, I mean you. Hold it with one hand and like do all the peeling with your dominant hand. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Michael Frey, who they is sell fruit in, the, in cans, like already ready to go, man. That's gross. Yeah, they do. That was peeled like last year. Yeah. Don't eat that stuff. <laughs> um, anyway, Michael gives you the advice of trying corn huskers lotion. Um, <clears throat> Can I husk my corn with it? Sure, probably could. Heavy-duty hand treatment, and it's oil-free. And I think I've seen it in the store, and it's pretty cheap, so I can pick some up and we can try it out. Because um, my hands are a little dry, too. Put it on Turbo's face. Yeah, we have a dog that has a chronically dry and cracked nose, so we have to keep lotion on her nose. Chapstick. Whatever yeah, I use chapstick, or actually Burt's Bees, um, or Aquaphor lotion, whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyway, so get, we'll get some First fun. yawn. We'll get some corn husker solution. That's good. We only have nine minutes left. 
Uh, we'll get some Cornhusker solution. He also said, uh, in reference to the used Radio Shack kit, he says, from my experience, which is little to nothing, and I'm proud of my accomplishment, when an application sponsorship, he, she, hermaphrodite relinquishes promotion of the former product line, so you stop wearing or promoting the product. Then he makes some jokes about fat chicks, um, which we won't get into. Uh... Yeah, so pretty much if you look at Twitter right now, Matt got two boxes full of Jens Voigt's clothes. Yeah, it's awesome. Apparently, Jens Voigt uses a lot of, like, really strong-smelling detergent or fabric softener or something. He has, like, seven kids. Do you know how much poop he has to deal with? Literally? (laughs) Do you know how many, like, soiled... Like, they're all girls. Do you know how many soiled little, like, panties he has to wash on a basis? Can you imagine that? Can you imagine no. the smell in his laundry room? No. I would use laundry detergent that had a smell, too. It was really strong smelling, so it's on the washing. Well, I've got Yen's voice clothes in my washing machine right now, and it's it's kind of crazy because Yen's... I'm just trying to think about what little kids are shitting their underwear. Like, you wearing a diaper at that point? I don't know. I was just, I was just making a joke. <laughs> okay. I don't know anything about maybe, kids. Maybe you use that. cloth diapers. No, I mean, they do make cloth diapers People that do, you yeah. wash. So, yep. And there's actually services that wash them. Did you know that? Yeah. No, we all we were all brought up on that because, I mean, like, diapers are expensive. Like, disposable I, diapers? Holy I, crap. I don't know I was anymore. I was just old enough that disposable, or I was born just late enough that disposable diapers were, like, economical for my parents. Like my sister uh, I guess was on. Yeah, my sister oh, was on very cloth, did, but they were disposable or expensive. And uh, funny story: there's a guy in town, Jim Wilder. He used to run a service that did that, like in-home dry cleaning. Like they like swapped your stuff out. And uh, Charles's mom used Jim Wilder. Charles, Charles Fox. Is, Charles is another person so, that works at outdoors or King. Uh, yeah, that that came up one day. So interesting. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It was just, it was kind of neat that there. It used to be so popular that there's a service, and now we take all that stuff and we just throw it in the landfill because people don't give a shit, pun intended. <laughs> but anyway, Yen's voice clothes had a lot of like gain detergent and fabric. Hey, I'm on. not looking the gift horse in the mouth. I wasn't I gonna make a big deal out of it. But like I said, I know, regardless, I just thought it would be interesting. Regardless of uh, how it smelled. Um, it's freaking awesome. I would have washed them regardless because I'm, I don't want to sweat right on top of someone else's. I know it's all clean, but, you know, it's just like if you get something from the thrift shop, you wash it before you wear it, you know. Yeah, what? so what? Those, those used sheets that you're getting from the thrift I shop, I don't get used You should sheets. probably wash those. <laughs> what, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Smells Michael. like R. Kelly sheet. Piss. <laughs> <laughs> It was 99 cents. (laughs) Michael Frey also says, as his closing statement, as Colonel Sanders said, I'm too drunk to taste this chicken. (laughs) So I'm not sure that Colonel Sanders actually said that, but I hope he did, though. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Imagine that as an ad campaign. Like, if a company just had the balls to come out and do that, like, I'm so drunk, I can't even taste my chicken. Would that be an ad for the alcohol or for the chicken? I think for the chicken, because it really doesn't even make sense for the chicken. Would that be like, that'd be like Taco Bell could do that. Taco Bell is like a really well-known, like, if you're drunk or high, you go to Taco Bell. Oh, yeah. So Taco Bell could definitely be like, 
I'm so high right now, I can't even taste my tacos. You know, something like that. Has anybody been to the Crystals that is no. No. in New Orleans? No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I've never seen such a mecca of drunken eating. It, <laughs> it, it is like a really scary place to be. Is there a Waffle House there, too? Uh, probably. But this one is like where everybody stays. So it is, and it's like a French Quarter Crystal. It is open until like I don't think it closes. Yeah, they're really. I'm assuming I mean, the it's 24 hours. 24 hours. So Regardless, you go in there at 3 a.m. and it's a line out the door, and there's like thousands of people in there, and nobody knows what's going on. <laughs> no one has any idea. The people are just like staring at the menu, and they're just like yelling shit. There's like a fight in the corner. And <laughs> it's, it was absolutely. The, the crazy. question though is, did they serve booze? I don't think they did. Because that would be like. I don't think the they ultimate. did. You know, it's just people are trying to come down. Like people are hung over. There's like people vomiting, and it's just it's the usual like uh, New Orleans stuff. And I thought it was very entertaining. And I mean, it was even difficult for me because I was really drunk, and I really wanted a chicken crystal thingy, and I couldn't. <laughs> like it took me a while to figure out like how many I wanted and like how much money I had to like. <laughs> give them in exchange for these sandwiches that I wanted. Did you ask them if you could pay in chicken nuggets? Yeah, because I'm like at the counter and I think I was like yelling. I was like, chicken, give me chicken. And I like threw $20 at them. I'm like, whatever that buys. <laughs> so you ended up with like 27 chicken sandwiches? Yeah, it was, it was really entertaining. So if anyone's been there to New Orleans, comment. Please tell me that you've been to this crystal or seen it in action because it is a crazy place. Someone did uh, tweet back to us. Um, Jeff DeVisser says strips of bacon are just bacon and Canadian bacon is actually back bacon. Ah, back bacon. What up? Cool. All right. Learned, uh, learned something new there. Girl, give me some of that back bacon. <laughs> that doesn't sound like something that I... And also, uh, Mountain Bike Radio retweeted the picture of you rolling around in Yen's voice clothes. Yeah, probably the highlight of my week. No. That's going to be the highlight of a while. No, that that twenty minute power test really made me happy. So, so how how difficult was it to get the word to him directly that you wanted his? So this is what I did. I wrote a blog that was an open letter to Radio Shack and Andy Schleck. I knew that Yin's Voigt is extremely active in in social media and Twitter. So I tweeted it to Yin's Voigt in hopes that he could pass along the word along to Andy Schleck. He said he would. He emailed me. And, or he asked me for my email. He emailed me, and then he said that it would be hard for him to get in touch with Andy, and that they needed to rush out the door and go to. He, they had to come to America to do team presentation for the beginning of the year. So I told him, you know, he's like, if you have to have his stuff, I can try to talk to him at team camp. I know we're going to be busy. Uh, if you want some of my stuff, I can get it in the mail tomorrow. And I was like, here's my address, and. He emails me like the next day. He's like, sorry, I'm in a huge rush. I got you two boxes of stuff coming. Sorry, I didn't have time to write you a letter. That's pretty cool. So um, It got here today. And it came today. So it took like 19 days in the mail or 18 days in the mail. It came from... So he like pays shipping and everything? Yep. So 35 euros. Um, That's crazy. I'm going to... Um, the next time, he had a Grand Fondo this year, so I'm going to make it a point to donate to that next year when it comes around just because he had no he had no responsibility to do that for me. 
So that's pretty cool. Yeah, nice no, guy. I'm I'm really excited. It's like really cool. So and then and then Matt like used the the essence of Yin's voice left on his body from trying on clothes to uh, turn out a good 20 minute. I did. Test. I uh, I pedaled really hard. It hurt a lot. I uh, actually there's a lot of things that you can think about during 20 minute tests that will spur you along. So those little moments of defeat when you felt like races slipped away from you or when you did things that you knew blew you up or when you did things and you didn't recover how you wished you could have and when people fatter than you went faster than you. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is every race start that you've ever done coming back to your <laughs> back to your mind? No. no, no. It's, every, it's, it's pretty much every race failure you've had. Yeah. Where I'm you're just, like, I'm just messing because Silmo last year, I totally put my dick in like all but like 11 people's ass. So that race definitely doesn't come to mind. Why were you fucking so many people? Because that's really disturbing. Because at if you Solomo, are super I got, good at the technical stuff, at then Solomo, you have to I got, burn a match up that hill. Yeah, that was the only way to do it. So at Solomo, I got 12th. So everyone behind me was just like, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm uh, I'm really stoked. Those power numbers are not that far off from last year. And I thought I was really screwed and I'm not as screwed as I thought I was. It's super motivating. So, yeah. yeah. That was also a trainer test and not like an out on the road real world. I don't know. I didn't have to think about anything. I didn't have to worry about running into anything. Yeah, that's true. And I, uh, you don't have to think about a lot on that one stretch in our pain cave that we use. That's gotten bad though. It's the road is really eroded. You really have to, no, like the whole road now has like those lines in it that yeah. are like wheel size, so you have to watch your line the yeah. whole time now. So I do power tests on the new part of Nankana. It's really smooth. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. That's cool. You don't do power tests. <laughs> You're absolutely right. You don't have anything to measure power with. Nope. Yeah. You use the, the estimate that Strava gives you that's yeah. like, you did 500 watts for 55 minutes. <laughs> I, I lick my finger and, and hold it up to my crank, and it usually tells me. <laughs> All right. Well, that is, uh, that's the end of our show. If you want to see a picture of... If you want to see a picture of me with a bloody nose, go to BrickHouseRacing.com. Um, otherwise, go buy some Pro Gold. What, 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 what? What, what, what?